The people you know, the experience you trust, the quality you expect, the newspaper you deserve. This local newscast provided by The Telegram. This is Matt McKee reporting from Total Media Studios in Jackson with your local news. The Jackson County Commissioners have officially acted on an issue that's been put on the back burner for several years, the proposed implementation of countywide vehicle registration permissive taxes, otherwise known as piggyback taxes or license plate fees. Following two public hearings on the issue, which were held on June 14th and 17th and hosted by Jackson County Engineer Melissa Miller, and the issuance of a statement by the commissioners in response to criticism from a few members of the public during those hearings, the matter came to a head Tuesday morning, June 28th. During that meeting, Engineer Miller presented the four separate permissive tax issues pertaining to the higher revised code sections, which are all $5 apiece. The commissioners ultimately approved all four of the taxes on Tuesday, which means all county residents will begin paying the same $20 vehicle registration fee beginning in 2023. Additionally, the commissioners likewise adopted a resolution in connection with ORC 450420, which states non-commercial trailers not exceeding 1,000 pounds are exempt from these taxes. Also exempt from the permissive taxes are all street legal golf carts. According to Engineer Miller, these proposed permissive fees are expected to generate an estimated almost $625,000 for her office annually, money which she has said will all go toward paving efforts in the county. Overall, she expects this money will guarantee the paving of at least 10 miles of roadway each year. A complete story on the matter will be published in upcoming editions of The Telegram and online at thetelegramnews.com. The Jackson Post to the Ohio State Highway Patrol is currently investigating a one-vehicle crash that occurred on U.S. 35 in Liberty Township, six miles east of the Ross County line, just before 11 a.m. on Tuesday. The crash occurred when a pickup truck and an attached trailer drove off the left side of the roadway and into the median. The vehicle then overcorrected, causing the trailer to separate from the vehicle. The trailer then struck the vehicle before overturning in the median. The vehicle continued across the eastbound lanes and off the right side of the roadway before coming to a final rest. The Jackson Post was assisted on the scene by the Jackson County EMS, the Ohio Department of Transportation, and the Liberty Township Volunteer Fire Department. Traffic was impacted in the area for approximately three hours, while debris and the vehicle were cleared from the scene. No injuries were reported on the scene, and the driver was issued a citation for failure to maintain control of the vehicle. Jackson County Republican Party Chairman Donnie Willis announces that the party has completed its party reorganization, which by law occurs every four years. On Thursday, June 2nd, the party completed its reorganization of the Central Committee as required by law. Former Chairperson Justin Lovett announced at the meeting that he would be moving to a different precinct in the county and therefore could not retain his committee seat or serve as chairman for a second term. As a result, Committee Chair Lovett recommended Bren Stepp of Jackson replace him as the new Central Committee Chair, and the committee unanimously voted her as the Central Committee Chair for the new term. The committee also voted Regina Matson as the Vice Central Chairperson and Deb Cantor as the party secretary. On Wednesday, June 22nd, the party also completed its reorganization of the Executive Committee. Chairman Donnie Willis and Party Treasurer David Dilley were re-elected by the full committee unanimously. Additionally, Marlena Evans was elected as the Vice Chairperson. Chairman Willis stated that he was humbled by the party's continued support of his leadership. He concluded that he looks forward to the new term and furthering the local party's growth. The summer paving program is continuing in Jackson this week with work taking place on the south side of the city. The administration of Mayor Randy Evans announced the following streets are to be paved during the week starting on Monday the 27th. Gay Street, Briarwood Drive, Gay Place, Missouri Avenue, Redondo Drive, and Harris Street. Businesses and residences in the paving areas are asked to make sure their vehicles are not blocking the streets. Fueled by a $1.2 million appropriation from the city income tax revenues, the city of Jackson launched the second year of its summer paving program last week. Work will continue throughout the summer until all the scheduled streets are complete or until available funding is exhausted. G&J Paving in Chillicothe was awarded the contract to do all the work. During his report to Jackson City Council during Council's regular meeting Monday evening, Evans noted that the paving work of Payne Street, which had been scheduled for the week of June 20th, did not occur at the time. 
but would definitely be done sometime this summer. Evans also reported that an Ohio Department of Transportation project to pave East Broadway Street from Water Street to Longworth Street has still not been scheduled for construction. The city previously received a state grant, which will cover the majority of the costs of this project, so the city did not include this street in its planned paving program for this year. In addition to the city financed paving, ODOT has mainly state-funded paving projects scheduled in the city this year on State Route 93 and State Route 788. In preliminary work related to the State Route 93 paving projects, city crews are in the process of replacing some curbs in the paving area. Evans also reported that the short-line railroad operator will be repairing railroad crossings on Gay Street and on East Main Street in front of the People's Bank. Republican incumbent Attorney General Dave Yost, who's set to face Democratic hopeful Jeff Crossman in this November's general election, recently had a fundraising event at Jackson's Park's Edge Events Center. Prior to that Wednesday, June 22nd event, Yost sat down with the Telegram News to discuss a few issues, including why he's seeking re-election and what he considers some of his biggest accomplishments in that office thus far. With regard to why he's seeking re-election, Yost said that he has unfinished business to address. For the complete story, check out thetelegramnews.com or Saturday's previous edition of The Telegram. The U.S. Department of Energy and Fleur BWXT will be offering public tours of the former gaseous diffusion plant in Piketon this summer. Guests will get the opportunity to learn about the history of the port site as well as a first-hand look at the ongoing operations from a guided bus tour. The tours, which have been on a two-year hiatus because of COVID-19 protocols, are free of charge and open to any U.S. citizen 18 and older. The tour dates for this opportunity are July 16th, August 20th, September 17th, and October 15th. Seats are limited and fill up on a first-come, first-served basis. Participants may reserve only one tour date per year. If a tour fills, a waiting list is maintained, and participants will be notified by email should a seat become available. For more information and easy registration, go to fbportsmouth.com public dash tours. Or for more information or to register a group, call Deneen Garner at 897-2609 or email deneen.garner at ports.pppo.gov. In regional news, Ohio's U.S. Senator Sherry Brown says the Chillicothe Veterans Affairs Medical Center will not be closing. ONN's Andrew Kinsey has this report. Senator Brown said that he and Senator Rob Portman, along with several other senators, announced that they are opposed to the Asset and Infrastructure Review Commission process moving forward in the Senate. Senator Brown says this is effectively ending the commission and allows the Chillicothe VA to stay open. I'm Andrew Kinsey. Stay tuned to the radio and the telegram for more on this story as it continues to develop. And finally today, the next scheduled meeting of the Oak Hill Union Local School District Board of Education is now set for Wednesday, June 29th at 5.30 at the Oak Hill Middle and High School Library. The meeting was initially scheduled for June 15th, then rescheduled to the 22nd, and now it's been moved again to June 29th. The meetings are open to the public. Again, from Total Media Studios in Jackson, I'm Matt McKee, and that was your local news.